Hello, y'all. This is Essence. I'm back. Um, it's been a while, y'all. Um, it's been a while since I've did a podcast. Um, but I was trying to decide if I if I wanted to do this particular topic that I'm about to talk to you guys about today. I was trying to decide if I wanted to do it on YouTube um, because I do have a YouTube channel. Um, it is called Essence Spiritual Essentials. Um, well, it's Essence Spiritual, um, and it's on YouTube. Um, and then I also, um, <clears throat> well, anyway, I do have a um, a, a TikTok channel, so you guys, if you guys um, can go and check it out, um, like it, subscribe, share. All of that good stuff. But anyway, shameless plug. I had to put it out there. Um, but I was trying to decide if I wanted to discuss this topic on YouTube or if I wanted to um, do a podcast. And I decided to go ahead and do a podcast because um, it's just so much to it, you know. And I just, I didn't want to, it was, I just didn't want to take the, the the way I have to break it down I didn't want to do it on YouTube because I would have had to add way more information but because it was in my spirit um on my spirit to to talk about this particular topic I think the best platform was here but anyway um so what I wanted to talk about was um there is a small percentage of us black people that you can kind of say, um, I want to put this in the best way because I don't want to be offensive to anybody. Um, but I just wanted to really discuss this because I think that this is something very crucial um, in our development as a community um, and being able to move forward after all that has been done to us over the years, you know, for us to continue on our healing journey. I think this is something that needed to be addressed and discussed. So as I was saying, there are many well, not many, but there is a percentage, not a large, a very large percentage, but there is a pretty good sized percentage of black people that I would say have been, for lack of better words, whitewashed. And when I say whitewash, I mean, they do not identify with their, with who they are. They don't identify with being black. Um, they don't identify with the black culture. Um, they tend to turn a blind eye to the struggles of their own people. And they tend to, um, believe that they relate more to the oppressor or the uh European per the European man. 
And there is a word, of course, that we use for that in our community. And we all know what that word is. It's called an Uncle Tom. But I don't want to use that particular word. Only because I think that we need to reflect on this instead of us labeling it um, in a direct, in a derogatory way. We need to take some time to really just think about this word. So I'm not gonna use I'm not gonna use Uncle Tom anymore. Uh, well, I won't say anymore, but I'm not gonna use it in this particular broadcast. Um, but that's what we that's what we call black people that um basically have turned their backs on their own people. Um and some some may not see it as turning their backs, but hey, that's up for discussion as well. But anyway, so um one person in particular that has really been doing this is a uh R and B singer that I really, really, really love. I mean, he's soulful. His music is good. Um, he's very talented. But he is what we would consider a Uncle Tom here in the United States <laughs> amongst the black community. And that's Daniel Caesar. So, of course, y'all know he just dropped a song. Um, and it's called Do Not Lean. And I love it. I love the song. So I was doing a, uh, just in the house, you know, spending, doing my little self-care routine and listening to music. And, um, you know, I was searching through some of his songs to add to my playlist because I was doing a playlist with, you know, that type of music, that type of vibe I wanted to set so I was looking for songs you know artists that make music like that particular vibe that mellow you know soulful vibe that I wanted uh, for my playlist so anyway I was looking through his songs and um I came across like this little video that was talking about some of the controversial stuff that no, it said that he was on his way to ruining his career or he has ruined his career, however, whatever the video was saying. So I was like, hmm, let me see, because he just dropped his song, you know, and I know most people like Daniel Caesar. So I thought um, most people liked him. So I went to watch the video and and it was just like immediately, immediately um, I felt it in my spirit that I needed to address this now so we're gonna call this instead of calling it calling him an uncle tom we're gonna call this particular thing that uncle toms do we're gonna call it the daniel caesar complex so of course that intrigued me so i'm like yeah i need to go look into this a little bit more so you know as i started to reflect on the music and the videos that I've seen, you know, I, it started to kind of like make sense to me. Like, 
there's this one song that I really loved. It came out a couple years, about maybe about three years ago. I think around the time when all of this controversy controversy started with him. Um, you know, so let me just go. Let me give y'all a little history because y'all may not know. So, um, apparently Daniel Caesar went on, on Twitter and, and, you know, did one of, had one of them Kanye West moments where he said some things about how he's tired of black people attacking white people. And how he didn't understand why we are allowed to say whatever we want to people. But then when somebody says something back to us, we want to attack them. And he's talking specifically about the white community. Um, he also pretty much was saying that, you know, white people aren't bad and all of this stuff. So basically his stance was he was taking a stance to stand up to his people and say hey y'all are not right for what y'all are doing to these europeans they are not bad as y'all think so after that was said he had the nerve to he not only did you know his fans everybody you know came you know came after him but um he refused to back down from what he said. So he never issued an, an apology for the, the video that he did where he went live and he said all of this reckless stuff, right? So, well, you know, perceived reckless stuff. So, um, long story short, um, he, he did another video after the fact that he made the comment and said that um, if anybody disagreed with his opinion or his viewpoint on how he felt about race relationships here in America, because I, I need to also inform y'all that Daniel Caesar is not from America. He's from Canada. So we'll go into that, too. We'll break that down, too. So um, so he, you know, he pretty much was like, if y'all don't. You know, if y'all are bothered by what I said to hell with you, you can stop buying my music. You don't have to no longer support me. You can let me go broke. But I stand by what I said. Pretty much was what he was saying. Okay, so cool. Um, you know, his new album didn't his his album didn't his last album didn't do good. He had one song on the album to go gold and that was the Cyanide song, which was a pretty dope song. Um, but it was even something fishy in, about that song, but you know, we'll, that'll be mentioned probably if I do it, if I do a part two to this, we'll discuss that, discuss that too. But anyway, um, so the album didn't do good. He lost most of his supporters, which were black, because of course y'all know here in the United States, most, most people that listen to R&B soul music are black people. So he lost most of his fan base. And then for him to say something as reckless as he said about his own people, about his own community of people, um, you know, that was an automatic, like, we're not supporting you. We tried to give you a chance. You know, we, we gave you the benefit of doubt. And then you had the audacity to not even at least try to issue an, an apology. But you told us that, fuck us, and we can not buy your music. So... Now, 
after I learned this information, y'all, I didn't know how to feel. Because it's like once you you fall in love with a artist's art, it's hard to separate him from his art. Now, there are some occasions where you, it may be easy for you to separate the person from the art and say, hey, I fuck with that music, his music. I don't give a fuck what he did, how he did it, blah, blah, blah. Y'all know we're dealing with that with R. Kelly. But in, in, in some situations, it's, all, it's also hard to separate the artist from the art. And so in my mind, I'm like, dang, like I've been supporting him and I didn't know anything about any of this. And I fuck with his music, but now that I that I hear this, now it makes me feel like, should I continue? So now, here's the thing, though. As I got to thinking about it, and I started putting the pieces together and watching his video, like there's a song that he made back in um, probably 2018, 2017, somewhere around in there. Um, and it's called um, Essence Something. And so in the video, he's with a white band, you know, they're playing um, a really like, it gives you kind of like this old school type of funk vibe with rock and roll mixed. Like it's a, it's a, it's a nice song. It's called Essence, Beauty of Essence, Essence, Essence of Beauty or something like that. Beauty of Essence is the name of the song. Um, and in the video... I thought it was quite strange to me because I even remember sending the video to one of my guy friends because I wanted him to look at the video and tell me, was it me or was I looking at too much? You know, because I'm big on subliminal stuff. Like, I can point out some subliminal stuff anywhere. I pay attention to small details. That's just a Virgo moon in me. So in the video, I noticed that he was hugging a white girl. Like, he had all of these beautiful black women around him. They were all different colors and shades um in the video but he never intertwined with any of them and he specifically you know was all wrapped up with this white girl and so um there's a scene in the video where he's hugging her he has his arms wrapped around her and she has on a jacket that has black and white so i felt like that was a subliminal message you know, saying that he he likes white women, like he doesn't see anything wrong with in, into interracial dating or whatever the case may be. He supported. Um, and so you know, I didn't think too much about it, but you know, the 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 part in the in the video where he had all these beautiful black women and none of them were um, acknowledged by him in the video, and you know, it was just like. They all stood for, actually, if you really look at the, the video, you'll see that they, it looks a little weird at first sight, but once you, once you go back and watch it and you start to really like try to break it down, cause that's what I do. I be trying to break stuff down, <laughs> but, um, these women all represent different STDs. So one of the women is dressed up like herpes. She has little bumps, you know, like, um, the little popper things that come in the in a box when you order something to protect your um whatever it is you're ordering i can't think of the name of it right now but you can pop them they got the little circles on them she was dressed in all of those and she was it was positioned like a tongue 
And so, you know, she was basically herpes. And so she was trying to, she was popping a little, bop, uh, she popped a piece of uh, bubble gum in her mouth, you know, like a herpes bump. And then it had another girl, she was, you know, she had different leaves and twigs and things on her. And like, it was a lot of subliminal stuff, you know. And then it had one girl biting an apple. Um, and I thought that that was subliminal of Eve biting the apple and, um, you know, the story that goes along with that, but it was a black girl that bit the apple. So it, the whole video is twisted and weird, but I still didn't want to like really see it for what it was. Although I was picking up on it, I didn't want to really see it for what it was. But then when I started to look at more videos, like the video with him and, um, you Uccelli Cheese or whatever her name is um the you song um another white girl in the video all of these white people you know so I'm not putting it all together of course I don't know his background story I didn't know that he was Canadian I didn't know any of the, any of that I just knew that I liked his music so now fast forward to me finding out about the the stuff that he said all of this stuff is now starting to come together and make sense to me so it got me to thinking like this is an actual problem in our community that we don't really talk about like we quick to call each other uncle toms we quick to call each other field nigga and house nigga you know we do all of that stuff but we don't really address the issue now I have to be fair and, you know, I have to look at this from all angles. So I had to go and do a little research on him before I really just jumped out there in the, in the, you know, in the agreement, see with everybody else that felt like he was, you know, uh, uncle Tom or whatever. I said, let me just really go and, and just look at this. So as I'm doing my research, I learned that he's Canadian for one. Um, for two, he was raised in a predominantly white suburb. So pretty much everybody in the community besides a handful of people were white. So that means that he probably went to a predominantly white school, which he went to a, um, uh, a Christian based school, I want to say, which his uh religion is um evangelist or evangelist however you want to say it he's a um seventh day no seven day adventist so right there is white and european written all over it like we got to really look at the fact that the man you know has been whitewashed <laughs> for lack of better words like his whole idea of life his whole viewpoint is from a Europe, European perspective that's all he's been around he's in a European country you know what I'm saying and it's not we can't like you gotta think about it if he was say he was a descendant nine times out of ten he's a descendant of a slave we know that during slavery, a lot of our ancestors, um, if they didn't go to Ohio or somewhere where there's a northern free state, they went to 
Canada. So it was like either we're going to go to a free state or we're just going to get the hell out of the country altogether and go somewhere else. So a lot of our ancestors did go to Canada. So he could be descendant of a slave that sought, sought his freedom either by escape to Canada or either by freedom and a decision to leave the country and go to Canada. So being that the Canadians, you know, didn't have any of the segregation and racism and all of that shit that they had here in the United States, the his whole idea, his whole ideology of the European man is completely different from the black man here in the United States. So we have to take that in con consideration, you guys. Now, being that he is also very young and he is in this music industry where he will not be respected um, for real, for real, like he thinks, even though he sides with the European man. Um, he doesn't really see that it doesn't matter what you believe here in the United States where you, where you're spending a lot of your time and you're networking and doing all of this stuff. And, you know, we, we listen to your music here. You're not going to get any of the respect that you think that you're going to get because you've been whitewashed over there in Canada. In the United States, you are a nigga. So, and what really, um, mm -hmm. this is real. Mm -hmm. I'm okay, thank you. So, I mean, y'all, the man name is Ashton. Ashton Simmons. Now, I know we don't been on this little thing where we've been trying to give our babies these 90s white men, white kids names lately, but he actually had the name Ashton in the 90s before when black people were naming their children Afrocentric names. So that, that further lets you know that he was definitely raised around white people in a predominantly white neighborhood, predominantly white school. So that would definitely disconnect him from the identity of being black. And then with him being a Canadian, I mean, that's even more disconnect because here in America, a black man is a nigga. We all know that. So I had to take all of that into consideration before I just decided to go on the limb to judge him. But then something very unique happened um, in the process. I stumbled across the video with Dave Chappelle. And let me tell you, that was exactly what Daniel, uh, Daniel Caesar needed. So 
um, I think they were on this Instagram live show with um, some white guy. I forgot his name. Um, so Dave Chappelle was introducing Daniel Caesar. And the white guy, uh, you know, was setting up the segue for Dave Chappelle to introduce Daniel Caesar. So he said, I know you've heard his new song. And and I think that was the you song at the time that came out. Um, how did I get you? So Dave Chappelle said, yeah, it's very gay. Talking about Daniel Caesar's song. So... If y'all go back and watch the video, you'll get a better understanding of what I'm talking about. But so the that immediately it caught the white guy off guard. <laughs> his facial expression was like, wow, you know, like it just blew his socks off that Dave Chappelle was just so blunt. And what most people would have probably perceived to be rude and mean. But Dave Chappelle, for one, is a comedian. And for two, he's a Virgo. So Virgos are known to be very blunt and they are real and um, they don't really take um, watered down ways of delivering whatever they say, you know. And so, um, and I say watered down ways because Virgos are earth signs. Um, so you're not going to get uh, watered down ways Basically, you're not going to get a Cancer or Pisces um, version of the truth. <laughs> you know, watered down all soft and sweet like you're going to get it delivered to you raw and real. Like Earth. Solid. So, you know, Dave Chappelle said that and it caught everybody off guard. And, you know, and then so the the white guy tried to justify it. He tried to justify it by saying that everybody was drunk. <laughs> but one thing that we know is that a drunk person speaks a sober mind. And Dave Chappelle, being a comedian, have done many runs where he has been drunk and still been able to know exactly what he's saying and deliver his jokes and his punchlines on point. So, of course, the people in the background, they laughed it off. You know, they were laughing because, for one, he's a comedian. So, they thinking, oh, it's our cue to laugh. But what people didn't really catch was that Dave Chappelle wasn't being hateful when he said that Daniel Caesar's song sounded gay. He was actually giving Daniel Caesar a, a, Caesar a dose of his own medicine. He was basically setting him up for a lesson that he needed to learn. What Dave Chappelle was doing when he said that, he was saying, he was showing Daniel Caesar what it feels like to be on the other end of somebody saying something very reckless and offensive about you. Now, Daniel Caesar had been going all on Instagram Live and, you know, all on Twitter and making all these posts and stuff saying how um, basically just saying that he was a right-wing supporter and that, you know, he felt that, you know, he was basically trying to give us a outside perspective of 
what we're dealing with as black people in this country when it comes to our political um, parties and things like that. Um, so basically, Republican type of energy he was given in all of his, you know, and then he was saying basically how we attack white people and we this and we that. So, you know, Dave Chappelle whole purpose for saying that was not to be funny. Although he is funny. I love me some Dave Chappelle, but it wasn't to be funny and it wasn't even to be mean or to, you know, attack Daniel Caesar. It was merely to give him a understanding of what, his actions, how his actions was affecting black people, how his reckless words and things that he was saying, you know, like, no, sit down somewhere because you don't know you've been whitewashed. You've been over there in, in Canada with all of these white people listed. This is your reality. That's your life. But here in the United States, it's not that cut and dry as you think. And he said, yeah, I know that they've done, white people have done bad things to us, but we got to learn how to bridge, what he said, we got to learn how to get an understanding and bridge the gap. And, you know, like that clearly just showed that he, he really, he really is out of touch with, or he doesn't, he's not able to really understand and relate to what black men experience over here in America on a regular basis. Like there is so much to, yeah, of course, at some point we have to heal from that and we have to move on. We can't always continue to say, you know, the white man did this or, you know, they, the European and, and they treat black people like we can't continue to keep saying that, that stuff. At some point we have to heal from that. But right now we're still, we, we haven't reached that position where we can just be that easy on them. Where we can just, I feel like the way that we are now is I think we've been fairly easy. <laughs> you know, like we ain't, we ain't decided we want to just do the same shit back to them. They done us. Like we still show love. We still embrace them. We teach, we still, even after they, they fucked us over the first time. We taught them everything there was to know about science, math, all of that stuff. We still teaching them shit. We still giving them the benefit of the doubt. We teaching them music. We teaching them art. We teaching them dance. We are still teaching them. So, you know, I feel like I feel like we haven't we haven't really gave them what they truly deserve. If you really want to know the truth about it, but yeah, we still talk shit. We still let them know we forgave you, but we haven't forgot what you what you did. And we still got our eyes on you because we know you still trying to fuck us over, as you have always done. So, yeah, we're going to come for them. We're going to say shit. We're going to... We got to stick up for ourselves. But he don't understand that because he hasn't been able to experience that type of situation or face them, that, that type of stuff over there in Canada. So, yeah, you, in his eyes, white people are not bad. Because they don't have the same r racial um, racial uh, bullshit that we have over here in America. Like they don't have to. They are they are mingling and intertwining with each other. We got some really dope artists and great uh, people 
that are Canadian, that are mixed breed. Like, look at Drake. Drake is mixed breed. He's Canadian. Tory Lanez, Canadian. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure that they may have, I think wherever the black man goes on the planet, there is some form of hate. But it may not, it may be very, very, very mild compared to the hatred that the black man feels here in the United States and even in Africa in his own home, homeland. So, um, yeah, but, um, so yeah, Dave Chappelle basically was, was giving him a dose. It was a lesson. And then, so immediately after Dave Chappelle said that, um, the song sounded gay, Daniel Fieser was like, what the fuck was that? Like, his immediate reaction was, was like, um, his, I'm on a, I'm doing a podcast. So his immediate reaction was, y'all forgive me, that, I'm gonna have to do a, a podcast about, um, how men, how it is dealing with men on a regular basis. And I ain't talking about the, the cheating and all of that other stuff that we have to put up with. I'm talking about just a general everyday being in a relationship with a man. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to do a, a series on that one. That's gonna probably be like a five, six series podcast. But anyway. <laughs> so uh that he just throwed me off. I done lost my whole train train of thought. Cause I'm trying to wrap this up. We already going into 30 minutes, but this this definitely needs to be discussed, y'all. And I might have to do a second part to this. Oh, here we go again. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, um, so we so uh, oh my god, I've I've lost my train of thought. So yeah, he was Dave Chappelle was just giving. Daniel Caesar, a dose of his own medicine. Yeah, so he was immediately like, when Dave Chappelle said that his song sounded gay, he was immediately offended. Like, he was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and then Dave Chappelle said very sarcastically, oh, did I offend you? Dave Chappelle is a genius, y'all. I don't care what nobody say. He's a freaking genius, and he's very smart. And he has a very unique, unique way of making people look at the real reality of racism yeah he does it through his comedy but it's a very real it's funny it's always funny but it's very real and authentic and it's 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 factual so um after he said uh after daniel caesar was like what the fuck they was like did i offend you and then, so I guess Daniel Caesar had to take some a minute to process what just happened. And then he came back and was like, no, I'm just drunk. And then, so the white guy tried to fix it. You know, they, they always try to manipulate and twist things. So, you know, and try to take over. He tried to, he tried to rectify everything by saying that, yeah, everybody here is drunk and I'm the only sober person. So I'm going to take over and I'm going to, you know, basically speak on behalf of Dave, uh, and, you know, and then, so, but the whole point was they never gave Dave Chappelle a chance to finish saying what he need what he needed to say, but it didn't matter because the, the point had already been made. And I'm pretty sure that that lesson was going to, was going to sit there on Dave Caesar's mind for a while. It was, it had to be, it had to be given to him that way. 
because it's very arrogant. And then with, and that's another thing. Daniel Caesar, Daniel Caesar is an Aries, and Aries are very. They are for one, they're very immature, and not immature in the way where people look at immature. Like they're, matter of fact, let me stretch that. We're not gonna say immature. They are very childlike. So they're easily to be influenced. They're easily to be um, to be molded, basically, and they are very. They're like the babies of the zodiac because if you if you follow astrology, you know that Aries is the first sign of the zodiac, and they are like the the birth. They're like the beginning, like the 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 spark of light. So they don't have any real wisdom behind them. You have to think about them in the form of a baby. Everything in life they're learning for the first time. They don't have any wisdom to draw from. Whereas other signs that come after Aries, the further down the zodiac will you go, the more experience and wisdom and intuition you have. So with Dave Chappelle being a Virgo, um he is further down the line in the zodiac wheel so he can pull from all of the energies he can pull from uh leo and he can pull from cancer and he can pull from gemini and then he can pull from taurus and then he can pull from aries so with daniel caesar daniel caesar being a very immature childlike uh mindset or having a immature childlike mindset he's reckless he 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 doesn't think he is um what they call it, impulsive and aries are known to be very impulsive they they act before they think so and then they're very arrogant so dave chappelle had to show him that what you said for for one was very reckless for two, it was very arrogant. So let me give you back that. So that's what he did. And I hate that they didn't let him say everything that he needed to say. Because I think that that would have drove the point home. But they kept focusing on the point that, oh, he's drunk. You know, so don't don't pay him any mind. He's just saying stuff. But Dave Chappelle knew very well what he was saying. He knew very well what he was doing. And... Um, yeah, that, that needed to be done. So, yeah, but that's such a, that's just an isolated incident with somebody that's in the spotlight for us to see. But we deal with this in our community every day on a regular basis where you have so many black people that do not identify with being black. They feel like it is safer to be on the white side of life. You have even, even just, I mean, like it's so saturated in our community. And with Daniel Caesar, at least he has some sort of an excuse for one. He's very young for two. He is removed from, you know, for real, for real from his identity of being black. <laughs> But then you have us here that's in the U.S. that have been ingrained in our culture that have 
that do have the identity of being black, but decide that it's not an identity that they that they want to continue to um, have. And so they pull away from the community and they go do things like marry a white woman and have mixed kids or marry a, a white man and have mixed kids or they move to a predominantly white neighborhood and they send their kids to predominantly white schools and they call it exposing them to a different side of life and then they turn their they turn a blind eye to their own community they look down on their own women black women and they they associate being I guess if you want to call it embraced by the white community, they associate they socialize they oh my god, they um they basically look at that as or they consider that to be of some type of status. You know, to be able to be around money and influence influence and all of this stuff is you you've made it as a black man you've made it so I, i'm since i'm here now i'm gonna turn my back and i'm gonna act like y'all are tripping y'all y'all are lost y'all want to play victims y'all don't want to move out of that that uh that thought process that y'all are in y'all are y'all don't no that's not the case is that is not the case the the for me I, I how I look at it is if we lose sight of who we are in our identity identity the little the the little, the, the little bit that we've worked to to hold on to because remember we were stripped of pretty much everything our culture our language all of that connections to our family and family lines and all that so we were stripped of everything our names everything so the little bit that we were able to hold on to 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 basically we had to create a whole different identity but that identity we wanted we wanted it to be ours yeah we had the urine the european name we were stripped of our own names so you know we we had to take on the european name yeah we had to take on the religion and the belief systems of the european because we were stripped of our own spiritual beliefs and religions yeah we had to take on the practices of the european man because now we're in his land and we have to you know we're we're in his land and we speak in his language, so we had to take on all of this stuff, but we tried to still hold on to some form of our, ident our identity. And, and the way that we held on to our identity was through some of our sp spiritual practices for all of us that did not 100%. I don't think any of us never really 100% converted to Christianity. I think that we've all still some type of way practice some form of african traditional spiritual beliefs whether we realize it or not we have all practiced it practice it especially um especially in certain parts if you're if you live in certain parts of the south of the south 
oh, my words are all jumbled up and twisted up. Um, so y'all forgive me. And then I'm a little bit tipsy too. Just had to put that out there. But, <laughs> mm. and a drunk person speaks a sober, sober mind. And that's how I knew Dave Chappelle knew what he was doing. But anyway, so, um, we've all tried to hold on to some form of our identity. So we weren't able to, you know, and then it was finally in the 90s when we were able to even try to start removing some of this um, European, uh, European, uh, European, uh, I can't even get the word out, y'all. We tried to start removing some of the European influence on our lives and our culture. So, you know, we started doing things like rapping, and that was just to kind of tie us back to the chants and the songs that we created in our tribes in Africa. Then we started, you know, sports and all of this. Well, I won't even necessarily say that sports is um, tra traditional to our culture, but You can just about see where we were trying to hold on to us. We went back to ethnic names. Um, we went back to wearing our bright, beautiful clothing. We went back to our traditional hairstyles. You know, and now it's a wave now where black women are going back natural, but it's not in that, um, it's not in how it was in the 70s when they were sporting the afros you know it was now it's more so like this is my hair and i'm gonna wear it however i please it's not a statement that's being made with it now like how it was in the 70s but through through time after our freedom we started to we we, we started to kind of we re, re embraced who we were and reinvented as well because we had lost connections to the real thing. So being us and 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 that energy being in us naturally, we weren't able to um they weren't able to strip us completely. So we have been on a slow progression to re you know to solidifying our culture and in the process of us doing that we've had to fight every step of the way and so when we get people that are in our community that refuse to see shit for what it really really is and they want to be the Uncle Toms or the Daniel Caesars, or they want to be the um, the House Negro. That is where we remain conquered, divided, and conquered. That, to me, is where we need the most work. We need the most pulling together so that we no longer continue to be divided that way. Especially here in America. 
we all have faced some form. I don't care how whitewashed you think you are, how whitewashed you may ha may be. You know that there has been oppression of the black person and still is being oppression of the black person. Not only just in the United States of America, but also in the continent of Africa, they are suppressing and oppressing the black person. And you have to be a very selfish person to be able to disconnect from that and say, I don't care. I'm still going to go and, 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 and kiss the white man's behind. And I hate to use that. It just sounds so victimized when I say that. I, it just makes me feel like we're still holding on to that victimization of everything being the white man's problem. No, we can't give everything to the white man. But we have to know what is his, what is his, and to take it off of our plates. Because that will, that is what will heal, help us to heal. When we are able to be accountable for ourselves and know what belongs to us and what we need to fix, and then be able to give him what he needs to fix. And I think that's pretty much what Daniel Caesar was trying to say. But nevertheless, that is something that you don't have much authority to express except for within your community. You are not you're not in our community. Everything about you says that you are a European black man. Your name, real name and stage name. Look at the stage name he chose. Daniel Caesar. If that's just like, if that's not European, I don't know what it is. <laughs> then look what he named all of his albums. Floridian. Floyd was the psychiatrist that credited himself for finding for for um pretty much coming up with a lot of scientific and, and philosophical and psychological type of shit where he's supposed to be like this this genius this guru european then he named one of his albums um uh what was the name of the other album which i felt was like a direct insult Oh, gosh, what was the name of the album? How long, y'all? I wrote it down because I had to take me some notes. Because it was just, like, deep. Once I started connecting the dots, like, wow. Um, Gosh, what was the name of the album? One of them was Floridian, and the other one was Pilgrim's Paradise. Pilgrim's Paradise. <laughs> like it was a direct insult to us and it was very offensive but I will say 
it is not, at least he has an excuse. <laughs> That's all I can say. There is no excuse for the ones that are here. No. There's no excuse for any black man anywhere on the planet. It's okay to have a stance on we all need to get over it and move forward. That's one thing. But when you are encouraging black people to to throw away thousands of years worth of abuse and mistreatment and genocide and enslavement and all of that stuff. It's not right. It's not right. Mm -mm. I would love to hear his his viewpoint on the... Um, Never mind. I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. Because even that, I was going to say, I would like to hear his opinion on the Holocaust. But even in saying that, that shows you even more how disconnected he is because he doesn't really know. He wasn't he hasn't been taught this stuff in school. He hasn't lived around it or dealt with it. And I don't know what for me it feels like Canada, I think the ancestors thought that Canada was the best place to be. But in my mind, it's like, well, why would you run from one European to the next? You know, why would you leave? If, if you were going to leave the U.S., why wouldn't you just go back? Why didn't you just go back to Africa? Why would you, why would you go to another? Yeah, those white people may not be as... They may not be as, you know, fucked up as the ones that were, that are here, but where, I mean, what in your mind made you think that they would be better? And that's our problem. We trust them so much. We're willing to stick our necks out for them and at the extent of turning our backs on our own people why what is it inside of us what is it inside of the black man and black woman that makes us think that we're not enough that we are that we can't love ourselves and each other. Like what makes us think that? What makes us despise who we are? What makes us despise our skin and our hair and our 
personality and what make us feel that way to where we are willing to cross each other out when will we heal that that division that they sown between us when will we because that's the only way that we're going to be able to really like step into the positions that we need to be in right now like we we've made some very very good strides throughout history but we're not there yet y'all we we're not there yet we're still like yeah i think the willie when the willie lynch uh letter said that it was gonna take as long as it take it took for them to break us in and fuck with us psychologically it's gonna take just as long for us to repair it so they spent about 400 and something years divi- breaking us down and dividing us really longer than that because they started they started even before they we even came over here <laughs> they started dividing us putting us against each other before they even brought us here but it's going to take just as long for us to repair it. But each step counts. And conversations like this and situations like this need to be addressed and looked at. Like this didn't get hardly no attention in the media. I wouldn't have never known about this had I not been trying to make me a playlist with his music. You know, and, and it's the reason why it doesn't get any attention because this is not something that they want us to re- to come together and agree on. This is not something that they want us to address. Even having a conversation like this will probably further divide us, but only for a short time. Because it'll eventually, it'll have to we'll have to meet in the middle and come to a place of agreement on this situ- on this type of situation. What do we do with the individuals in our community that feel that way? How do we help them? How do we help them to heal so that we all can continue in our healing process? Because they don't look at it as is as an issue. They in their the way they they look at it in the way that they feel about or perceive what they are doing they don't look at it as it's harmful to the black man in general they they see it as i'm getting mine so you get yours and if i got to if i got to be the obedient slave and love my master to get what i want i will do that and i'm willing to throw you under the bus to do it and we got we got to stop it we have to that's where people feel like we don't come together and it's apparent even in 2022 2023 we still haven't healed that wound it's still gaping we dance around it we play around we make jokes we say mean shit you know, we do all of that, but we still haven't took the time to really address this in our community. You know, and even in their community, 
they have the same issue with the ones that feel like there's black people there's nothing wrong with black people and black people are this and black people are that and you have to get to know them they're good people you know they they the europeans are are 